You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, December the 27th, 2023. This is Nomi Sego with the top news at this hour. The IDF has cleared for publication that three troops from the Givati Brigade were killed last night in the northern Gaza Strip. Lieutenant Yaron Eliezer Chitis, 23, of Ranana. Staff Sergeant Itai Buton, 20, of Petah Tikva. Staff Sergeant Ephraim Yachman, 21, of Neve Daniel. Since the start of the war, the IDF has released the names of 498 fallen soldiers. In the north, 18 rockets were fired from Lebanon toward Roshanikra this morning. Israeli air defenses intercepted eight of them. There were no reported injuries. A Khan reporter says that during the barrage, several foreign diplomats were in the area on a tour organized by the foreign ministry. In response to the salvo, IDF artillery shelled the sources of the fire. In addition, the IDF said that a fighter jet hit a Hezbollah site in southern Lebanon overnight and troops struck areas near the border this morning. In Israel's south, red alerts for rocket fire from the Gaza Strip were sounded this morning in Nahal Oz and Kisufim. There were no reports of injuries. In the Gaza Strip over the past day, the IDF attacked some 200 terror targets from the air, sea, and ground. A Khan reporter says that in the area of Shujaia, IDF forces directed Israeli military aircraft to target terrorists who were spotted moving between buildings. These strikes set off secondary explosions, indicating that the area had been booby-trapped with the intention of harming Israeli forces operating there. The IDF called on residents of the Al-Burej refugee camp in central Gaza and residents of several neighborhoods south of the Gaza Strip to immediately evacuate to Deir al-Balakh. Iran's Revolutionary Guards has claimed that the October 7th assault on southern Israel was revenge for the assassination of Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani by United States and Israel four years ago. A spokesman for the Revolutionary Guards also said that the activities by Yemen's Houthis are intended to harm Israel alone and not international commerce routes. Hamas denied Iran's claim, saying in a statement that a primary motive of the October 7th attack were the threats posed to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Senior Hamas official abroad Khaled Mashal says negotiations on the release of hostages can begin only after the IDF stops its attack in Gaza, withdraws, and humanitarian aid is delivered. In an interview with a French newspaper, he claimed that while Hamas has sustained losses, it has had no impact on its military and command capabilities. 129 hostages are still held captive in the Gaza Strip. Families of the hostages held by Hamas demonstrated last night next to the Kiryat compound in Tel Aviv, where the security cabinet was meeting, demanding that Israel present a new framework for their loved ones' release. U.S. President Joe Biden spoke last night with the Emir of Qatar, Sheikh Tamim bin Hamid Al Thani. A White House readout of the conversation said the two leaders discussed the urgent effort to secure the release of all remaining hostages held by Hamas, including American citizens. 
Efforts to release the remaining hostages were also discussed in yesterday's meeting between White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and the visiting Israeli Minister for Strategic Affairs Ron Dermer. The White House said the two also discussed the plan for the day after the war, including administration and security in the Gaza Strip, and moving to another phase in the fighting against Hamas. In Samaria, six Palestinians were killed in an IDF drone strike in the Nur Shams refugee camp near Tulkarim. The IDF said that a terror squad that threw, had thrown explosives and endangered Israeli forces engaged in an anti-terror operation there. State Comptroller Matanyahu Engelman says that in coming days his office will begin examining the events surrounding the October 7th attack, including the period leading up to it and conduct afterwards. He said this will include assessing personal responsibility for the failings at all levels, political, military and civilian. And an LL plane en route to Tel Aviv from Sofia with some 150 passengers on board made an unscheduled landing in Rhodes, Greece, apparently due to a medical incident involving a passenger. Prior to the landing, a con reporter says an emergency situation was declared on the aircraft. The weather outlook, hot for the time of year, strong easterly winds in northern hills and the center, local rain mostly in the north and east of the country, tomorrow the same. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 16, Tel Aviv and Beersheba 23, Haifa 20, and in a lot, going up to 26 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.